Hello, Columbus City School families, and welcome back to another edition of Inside CCS Teacher Chat. Happy 2023. We are back for the new year. Dr. Walker, how you been? Well, uh, I'm doing well. Uh, good to see you, yes. Tyler, in the new year. Happy 2023. You look refreshed. Oh, okay. Well, that's good to hear. <laughs> that's good to hear. Uh, hopefully, I, I, I continue to be that way yeah. throughout the year. But no, it's um, awesome to be back and looking forward to all of the uh, prospects for this year. I think we have a, a lot of great opportunities to continue to work with our teachers and our students to just achieve some amazing results. So, um, yeah, glad to be here. Yeah. How was your uh, holiday, your new year? It, it it's, was, it's weird saying 2023 because I feel like we're in the Jetsons. It, right. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, particularly uh, the older you get, the faster the years come. And so but, you know, this is um, it's been a good year. You know, I mean, we're, we're just starting it. Uh, but, you know, I, I look at uh, our, our guest that we're going to introduce yeah. here uh, soon, and I'm not sure. Maybe she has 23 years. I don't know. <laughs> we, we can figure that out. Uh, but uh, for me, uh, 23 is a little different uh, than, than for her. But but certainly, um, I think, um, you know, this year, uh, every year is a blessing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just looking forward to uh, continuing to move forward. Yeah. And so I know we're like, what? I think I was at Briggs earlier today, and the kids— reminded us we're out there for a Columbus Promise event, a What's Poppin' event. And they definitely reminded us that we are more than halfway through the school year. Right. Graduation is coming up soon. So it's almost completed a full year cycle, yes. at least for us, for the school year. And what's cool about our first year guest that I want you, you to introduce mm -hmm. is this is your first year as a teacher mm -hmm. in Columbus City Schools. So you are also halfway Done. Yes, yes, I am. So, if you want to introduce our guest, I know you have. She has very sh nice ties to your former. Yeah, I think your former place, Doctor Walker. Yes, <laughs> uh, yes, Keila Brewster uh, is um, a young lady that I was super excited uh, to interview and to get connected to our district, um, even beyond just just Afrocentric, because the sky's the limit um, for her. Uh, and so um, she was a legacy student. And so I'll, I'll let her share when she um, talks what that means. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, certainly she was a graduate from Afrocentric. I got to know her pretty well uh, and and her her siblings, her family. And, and so um, just proud of her and, and glad to see her connected with the district and, and making the same investment. Uh, in students that I know other teachers made in her. Uh, and so that's sort of a full circle moment uh, for me and I think probably for, for her as well. So Keila, you want to introduce yourself and, and tell folks what it means to be a legacy student at Columbus Afrocentric Early yes, College. Yes, so my name is Keila Brewster. I am an English teacher at Afrocentric High School. Um, I teach ninth and 10th grade English. As Dr. Walker said, I am a legacy student of Avercentric. So I went from kindergarten oh, all the way through wow. 12th grade. But if we want to be honest, my sister went to Avercentric prior to that. So I came to Avercentric in a stroller. Okay. I was two years old entering Avercentric. So uh -huh. that is home for me. Um, yeah, it's... And, and, and not only is home, but was actually a new home, right? Because yeah. when you when you went I there, I mean, you, you finished that. in the new Yeah, I did finish site. in the new building, but 300 East Livingston, is that was really what I knew. Like, wow. that was home for me. Yeah. How long were you at that that location? Um, From kindergarten to 
the mid of middle of my junior year. So wow. a long, yeah. long time. Wow. Yeah. Because you you grad you graduated in eighteen, right? Yes. Yeah. So we moved. It was a mid year move. It was mm-hmm. January of seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh 17. wow. So like yeah. break. Coming yep. back from break, yeah. you guys were first day straight. back from break. Yeah, we went wow. straight to the new building, and and that was my so your junior year was my first year. Yep. I came in August of sixteen, uh, and then it was a whirlwind because we had this mid year move, and but it, it was awesome. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. So how does it feel to be back home essentially? Um, it some days I have it doesn't feel real. I'm like, wow, I really teach at the school that mm-hmm. I spent my entire life at. Um, but I think it's so great. And I love how I'm able to really connect with my students just based off of that. Mm-hmm. Like I sat in the same seats as you, your teacher was my teacher. Like they still, a lot of the teachers still call me Keela, not um, Mama Brewster, which I'm fine with because that's how they know me. But it's always fun to like the kids come in and they're like, oh my gosh, I have this to do in this class. And I'm like, all you need to do is sit down, do this, <laughs> do that. This is what you, you know, these are the questions that you ask the teacher. This is their teaching style. So if that doesn't work for you, these are the questions that you need to ask them mm-hmm. so that it does work for you. And they just look at me and they're like, I forgot you went here. I'm like, yeah, I, I know Afrocentric really well. So I really do enjoy it. Um, some days I go to work and I'm like, I don't really think I could imagine myself starting out anywhere else mm-hmm. because it was just that like as soon as I knew Afrocentric had a spot I'm like I'm going back home like yeah. I have to I have to so I really do enjoy being a a former student back mm-hmm. um able to it makes me really feel like I am giving back because I even some of my students I went to school with them I was gonna say like, right. some of your students vividly like- remember me from being at that school and I remember some of them from coming in kindergarten year like so just looking at them I'm like I can't believe like you're in high school now like you're about to graduate and they're like yeah and I can't believe you're back you just graduated I'm like yeah 2018. So how does that transition work from being going from obviously they're not we're in the same class Mm -hmm. so they weren't like your direct peers but like being in the building where at a point you guys were all students mm-hmm. and then you also had some of your teachers that yeah. are still there. How like how was that or is that transition um, going for you? It's, it's going better now. Um, at first I had to deal with a lot of I would have co-workers come up like, why aren't you in class? Why are you? And I'm like, <laughs> raise my like, badge. I'm, not like, a senior. I'm a teacher now. <laughs> like I'm a teacher now, guys. And they're like, I'm sorry. I keep forgetting a lot of the students. Um, I could just. Sometimes I still get stares and I'm like, y'all, I'm a teacher. Like, I'm an adult. I know I know, I look like y'all kind of, but I'm still, you know, yeah. an adult. I've had some kids who they did know me as Keela. So them transitioning into Mama mm-hmm. Brewster was a little hard. They're like, wow, you're, you know, the same thing yeah. I'm saying. You're really a teacher. And I'm like, yeah, you got to call me Mama Brewster now. <laughs> like, and two, I have um, quite a few because Afrocentric does have that family feel. Yeah. I have a lot of family members who are still in the building. So they even mm. sometimes catch themselves. They're like, okay, I need to go to Mama Brewster's class, not Keela's class. So mm. it's been it's been getting much better, you know, getting used to not being the student walking those halls. I'm like, wow, I don't have a locker. I have an entire classroom. Yeah. Like, But it's been good. Nice. So um, I'm curious, uh, Keila, like, so when did you know that you wanted to be a teacher, right? Like, 
Please don't tell me like you were five years old, right? I know. I really, <laughs> I really honestly was. Um, I was six years old in Mama Bailey's wow. first grade classroom. We had an assignment about, it was a Martin Luther King Jr. assignment. It was, I have a dream. We had to write what our dream was. I wrote that I wanted to go to college, get a scholarship from Ohio State, and become a teacher. And that's exactly what, what I did. did. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I still have the piece of paper. I have pictures of it in my phone. Sometimes when I just need that reminder, I go look at it and I'm like, I'm doing what I said I was going to do. Like, I know six-year-old Keela is proud. I'm proud. So that gets me through. Um, I mean, I did in high school have moments where I'm like, mm, maybe I want to try this. Maybe I want to try that. But mm -hmm. it always circled around to at the end of my plans, I always said, and then I'm going to go be a teacher. Like, I always knew that's this is what I wanted to do. Yeah. I love to help people. And I know that the way that I can help people the best is through education. So so I'm I'm curious, like, I, I know, you know, you, you were at Afrocentric your whole life, mm -hmm. essentially, and you're, and you're still there, right? Yep. But, you know, what, what sort of, like, relationships did you have with teachers that, you know, impacted the type of teacher that, that you are, the type of teacher that you want to become? Mm -hmm. um, because I think, you know, particularly um, in the teaching profession, like, mentoring and modeling is so important. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm just curious, like, sort of, the teachers that that shaped the sort of teacher that you wanted to be and how that in informs, you know, you now. I I feel like, and I tell my students this too, I take a mix of every single teacher that I've come across, whether it's a teacher that I think is a great teacher or that I didn't think was such a great teacher, and I kind of emulate that into who I want to be. But if I had to put names to it, I would say Mama Schaefer, Mm. was a huge, huge help. Mama Carter, who is still there, who serves as my, like, in-building mentor. When I, huge help. Um, Mama Burley, who is now mm -hmm. at Canal Winchester as an administrator. Um, Mama Palmer, who she has passed away, but she literally was one of the teachers that I'm like, yeah, I, I can do this. I want to do this. Um, and just from the moment that, like, in high school, once I made it known, like, I want to be an English teacher. The English department took me <laughs> under their wing. They're like, oh, you want to be a teacher? Okay, you're going to be my student helper next year. You're going to be all of our student helper next year. We're going to show you what we can show you. We're going to show you the ins and outs of it. So once I got to like college, I feel like I know some of this stuff. Like I've seen it in real time. I've seen it in real practice. Yeah. Mama Schaefer was really, really good about that. Like if she was doing something, she would say, come here, let me show you. This is what I'm doing. This is why I'm doing it. So, yeah, as soon as I let my teachers know, like, this is what I want to do, they were on it. Like, okay, we're going to help you get there. Is it what you expected, like, from when you first started and looking into what quarter are we in now? Third, Third quarter. quarter. Is it what you've expected and have had you had to kind of shift each quarter to tailor it to, you know, I best feel for you? that I shift daily, okay. <laughs> even by <laughs> class period. Um, Watch out now. Yeah, I'm, I'm big on, I try and make. I don't try and make things work for me. I try and make it work for the students. Yeah. So mm. if I know that there's something that I can do with one class and it doesn't work well with another, I'm not really the type to try and force it on that other class. I rather do the adapting and, yeah. you know, fixing things for, like I said, class period by class period. I think that's what works best for me because not all students are the same. You don't have two alike students. Every student is different. Every student learns differently. They have different needs. So I just really try and assess, like I said, each class period. Okay, what do these group of students need from me? What does this group inside of this group need from me? And how can I give that to them? So yeah, it's it's literally an, an everyday thing. Yeah. My, um, 
I mean, of course, I keep my expectations the same for everybody. It's just the way that I approach them is it's always different. Yeah. Do you find it easier to be a young teacher in the sense? And what I mean by that is some teachers we talk to are like, man, we got to get used to like this new technology. Every day is changing. This is not how I learned. I had to realize that all, not all kids learn the same. It's not just this. Sometimes I'm on a, why am I on a group chat? Like it's just totally <laughs> yeah. changed. But has that helped you relating to your students being, yes. you know, not too far from them? Hugely has has helped. And I also um, give a lot of credit to Ohio State, their education program. Mm. It's very rigorous and they get us ready for a lot of stuff, especially stuff like that. Um, teaching us different technologies. Um, yeah. And then, like you said, with me being young and me just kind of knowing my way around things, I'm able to connect with them like that. So, yeah, me being young has helped. But, yeah, sometimes it's like yeah. they think because I'm young that I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So so along those lines, like um, when you think about like adolescence, like you're an English teacher. I was an English teacher. Um, but times are so different now, right? Like I was an English teacher in the late 90s, right? And into the 2000s. And now, um, you know, I'm just curious about your perspective on uh, students' reading habits. Like how do you get students excited about uh, reading now? Like are they excited about reading the printed text? Or Because that's that's like, this is a different generation. I mean, you guys are on, you know, Instagram or, or your Finsta or yeah. TikTok. <laughs> I can't even keep up, you know, because my kids are now in, in their 20s and late teens. So, mm -hmm. you know, tell me about that. Like, how, how do you get kids excited about reading? Um, well, our first, first day of school, I set the tone. We are going to read, write, and discuss in this class. Like, mm. it's going to happen. I'm sorry if you don't like reading. You just don't know what you like to read yet. So I, I don't, I don't, I love that. I yeah, don't I like let that. them say, I don't like reading. I'm like, no, we just haven't found what you like to read yet. So, um, what I've been doing is the books that I've been trying to incorporate. And I have like a class library too of, you know, different genres of books. Um, I try to get them to read stuff that I know that they wouldn't pick up and read mm -hmm. themselves. And I do different anticipation activities. Um, I come up with some of my own activities as we're reading the book to keep them drawn into it. And I think the biggest thing that I do that gets them excited is I connect it to their real life. Like anything... Anything that I have them do, I try and somehow relate it to whether it's pop culture, something, putting it in terms that they would better understand, using some slang, whatever I have to do for them to understand and to, you know, at least want to do it, even if they're not super, super excited. Like I had, we started a book the second week of school. Like we started on the 29th, that following week, boom, we're reading. The kids, I heard moans and groans, <laughs> literally leaving out the building the next day. One of the kids stopped, stopped me and started reciting from the book. I said, see, y'all wow. like <laughs> y'all are excited. Y'all want to read. Mm. And I've even this week, I heard a lot of kid, more kids saying, like, I actually do like to read. I actually do like to read. I'm like, yeah, we just have to find things that are more geared towards you, not yeah. just, oh, let me pick this book up and I'm forced to read. So let me read it. I like them to be able to see themselves in what we're doing. Yeah, I like that you said that because I felt like, at least when I was in school, I graduated 08 mm -hmm. um, high school. And I remember in English class, so I was a journalism major in college. So I love to write, love to talk, mm -hmm. obviously. But I could, some of those books, <laughs> why am I reading Moby Dick? Like, I did not understand. Right. 
why and as an yeah. adult like I kind of was like oh god no like just let me write I don't want to read nothing up until not too long ago um it's I agree with you 100% to you find what it is yep. you like to read like over break I read I read mm. Three books, one book I finished in a day. I just could not stop. Mm-hmm. And it was on New Year's Eve. And people were like, you're not. I'm like, girl, this book is good. Right, like, right, right. So I agree with you uh-huh. 100%. And I appreciate that from your perspective, being a young teacher mm-hmm. and how to relate to them with that. Because I felt like when I was in high school, love all my teachers, bless their heart. None of them looked like me in the sense uh-huh. of young yeah. So I'm like, what? What is this? And then even <laughs> with my parents, you should read this. Didn't this come out when you was in high school? Like, it's a, it's a great book. Well, how is this pertaining to me? I don't want to. I don't want to read about this. Yep. So I'm. I mean, to get them excited and mm-hmm. to hear that you're saying that they're excited mm-hmm. about these things, I think that is so cool because all they want to do now is just be on their phone, be on tablet, yep. be on Instagram, be on. TikTok. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, to how did you. And then another that? thing that I remind them too is you sit on your phone mm-hmm. and you read posts all day. Yep. You type long, you type many text messages. You can sit here and read and write yeah. in my class. And once I put it like that, they're like, you got me. Okay. Like, let, let me get to mm-hmm. it. And I'm like, yeah, let's get to it. Yeah. Because this is, this is what it's going to be. And especially with Mama Carter being the 10th grade teacher. So that's also what I'm trying to get them geared towards. Mama Carter was my teacher my senior year of high school. So I know how she operates. Mm. So I'm really trying to get them in shape for that. Because if not, ooh, I always tell them, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. if y'all have, if y'all don't like my class, I don't know how it's going to work out for you next year. <laughs> So, you know, um, I'm curious, like, what surprised you? Uh, You've wanted to be a teacher your Mm -hmm. whole life, um, but there's always, right, that sort of distance in anything between, okay, this is what I expected, and then now I'm here. So, yeah, what what, what has surprised you? Um, I would say, and even though this isn't, like, huge, but I wasn't expecting to have that many students. (laughs) How many students do you have? I teach almost... I teach 140 students. Wow. Yeah, and Afrocentric is not that big. So to teach no. that many students is right. it's crazy. So when I got so my... class size, what's your largest class? Uh, 35. Okay. So how so, many kids high school level? Yeah, we're, under, we're under the contract. Uh, yeah, we are. We are. Barely. Make sure. <laughs> how many high school kids are at Afrocentric? Like um, from 9th to 12th? You know, I would imagine it's probably around 400. I was about okay. to say 400. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 400. so I'm teaching a large fraction of the entire high school. So when I first got my roster, I said, I don't know how I'm going to learn names. names. But I did it pretty, I think I did it pretty fast and I was proud of myself. Did you have like cards? I I did. Okay. Um, I told the kids the first day of school, if I say your name wrong, please stop me. Like, don't let me continue. Don't let me say it wrong. Stop me. Even if you have to break it out in syllables and, and let me know what your name is. I... That's something I always hated in school. Like people calling, not pronouncing my name right. So I'm, I made that a big thing. Like um, something else I wasn't expecting was I feel like my class serves as a safe space in the building for mm. all students. And like other teachers have recognized that, students have recognized that. I just didn't expect it to happen my first year being there. Like 
I mean, when I say I talk to so many kids a day that a lot of them I don't even have, never have taught them, but they just know that they can come in my class and they like the the they say the vibe of my classroom. I have the lights, the, you know, the pictures. Yeah. They'll just come in, they'll want to sit, or some of them want to talk. Hey mama, this is what's going on. Or I'm doing bad in this class. What should I do? I don't want to have to do this. Or it can even be about life stuff. I have a girl who comes in every day and we talk about driving school. Like that's just, you know, what it is. So I wasn't yeah. expecting for for that to happen so fast. I knew I was going to build relationships with the kids. Mm -hmm. I just wasn't expecting it to be like an instant gravitation. We want to go to see Mama Bruce. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you think it or not? Go, did you not know that it's more than sometimes more than just being a teacher? Like it's like you are you build these type of mm -hmm. relationships. I'm in my going to my fourth year in the district. So I've seen a whole graduating class yeah. at this point. I know you've seen right. a lot of graduating yeah. classes and just right. the relationships that you built with some of these kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's an, it, it's unexpected. Yeah, mm. it, it really is. Um, I mean, I knew that being a teacher was more than being a teacher because I put a lot of my teachers through it. Yeah. Like, you know, the same need in the counseling or just sometimes needing to feel that family feel like I call um, Mama Schaefer. I call her Aunt Melanie, like just to know, like I had that that safe space to go in there. If I needed to just put my head down in her classroom, that was fine. So I knew that that was going to come. I just didn't think it was going to be like mm -hmm. this soon. Yeah, I mean, you know, Tyler, to that point, I mean, I think um, I look back. And I think I've shared this before, like I have students who are um, in their 40s, right? I'm, you know, and so, uh, and many of them, like you run into and they'll say, hey, I remember when you said this to me. And like, well, that's good because I don't remember. <laughs> um, but, you know, and, and you know, Keila, you'll find, you know, as you go through, like, you know, it, it's, it's sometimes the kids that you don't even realize you're impacting, mm -hmm. right, that, um, that you that you find that man, I, I didn't even realize that kid was paying attention, you know, uh, and, and now young adult, right? As you, mm -hmm. as the years roll on, uh, so yeah, I mean, I think um, for me, that's why it's so important um, to have you know young people like yourself in the classroom, excited about teaching. You know, what do you think? Um, like when you talk to your peers, right? You're in your twenties. Do you have a lot of your friends that are that are interested in teaching? They think you're crazy for being a teacher or what, most, what is the perspective on it? Most people think I am crazy for being a teacher, <laughs> especially high school. I was going to say, they probably think you probably go at elementary, like yeah, go young. When I tell people or like my family talks about it, they're like, oh, yeah, Keela's a teacher. And they automatically assume, you know, kids and they're yeah. like, oh, what grade? And I'm like, I teach ninth and 10th grade English. Everybody's face gets big. And they're like, <laughs> you deal with teenagers? And I'm like, yeah, and it's fine. It works. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, they're still human. And yeah. I think the part that I love so much is I, I'm i not far removed from being a teenager. I'm only 22 years old myself. Mm. So I remember vividly all the things that I was going through in between 14 and, and 18. And I feel that a lot of teachers don't factor that in when they're even planning, when they're talking to kids, when they are interacting with kids. They're not thinking like I was once a teenager mm -hmm. going through these same situations. So I feel like because I have that, I'm only a few years removed from it. I am able to, you know, better connect with the kids. And mm -hmm. it also helps with my lessons as well, because they know mm -hmm. like, OK, Making making some cultural it, connections. Yeah. Yes, I'm making uh, connections. Uh, um, they know that she's not really just 
doing this for her health. Like she's actually trying to help us. Um, and then with me being a legacy student, like mm. the kids knowing that I once graduated from here, it also shows them, okay, I can graduate from here and do good things. Like it's mm. not just kids from other districts who yeah. do well. Like mm. someone from this building came back to show us that it's possible to get that academic scholarship, go off to school, you know, get a, a professional job, be that. They don't have to, yeah. you know, be from other places. So, so, so yeah, it's interesting you said, um, you know, high school, right? Mm -hmm. and, and so why, what made you sort of gravitate to high school versus like elementary or middle? Um, I feel like when I was in high school, like my high school teachers, I saw that, I saw what they got to do with students, the relationships that they got to build. Um, yeah, I think that's really what it was. I'm like, elementary school, yeah, you get, you know, about 30 to 35 kids that you can, you know, mold and make your own. But being a high school teacher, I see so many students a day. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. There's more than I'm able to talk with them about because they are older, so we can have those deeper conversations. It doesn't have to just be surface level. Um, and yeah, kids, kids are... <laughs> kids are something else. Kids you are saying younger else. kids or yes, okay. younger kids? And, okay. and see, that's the thing. I you always see everything at Everson. Yeah, right, you so, see everything, yeah. and I do. I make that difference with people because they're yeah. like, "You're still teaching kids." I said, mm, "I'm teaching teenagers." <laughs> There's a big difference between a kid and yeah. a teenager to me. A kid, they're still, and not that I wouldn't be up for like all the molding and the you know development that you have to put into them, but I like the fact that a high schooler can come to me and say like, you know. This is where I am. This is what I want to do. How can we get there? Versus yeah. uh, an elementary school where it's like they still just need to get the information before they can even start thinking about that. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. And, yeah, I just always felt like I could better connect with teenagers more than I could an elementary school kid. Yeah. I always felt like going into the buildings as I do, I do a lot of videography work with them. Mm. I do stuff with the ambassador group. Those are high school kids. That middle school group, that's a rough yep. Yeah. I've heard group. you say that a couple okay. of times, Tyler. Okay. It's rough. It, that's <laughs> a rough. Well, I mean, my niece just transitioned into ninth right. grade. Yeah. And so, that's, yeah. That's a tough, that's a tough yeah. age group because they're going through so many different things at yeah. once. Right. And so sort of that sixth, seventh, eighth grade, it's like, it, it, you, it, one day you're going to get the third grader, the fourth grader, the fifth grader, emotionally. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. The next day you get the ninth grader, you know. Yep. And so it's um, it's a mix of emotions that um, is, you know, and it can all, it, heck, it can happen all in one day, mm -hmm. depending mm -hmm. on what's going on. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I think, um, you know, high school is a unique age to me. I was a high school English teacher. Um, and for me, it was because I felt like it was a point where, um, you know, they're old enough where they're they're not totally shaped, right? Where they're mm -hmm. like, you know, 40-year-old adults, right? Um, but at the same time, um, you know, they are, they're willing to hear, right? And, and still take some feedback and, and you can relate to them. Um, but, you know, do you find, cause, and I was thinking about this with you, because I, I can remember, um, you know, times where, you know, it was like, you know, with the young ladies, I'm mm, Dr. Walker and I'm 22 years old. I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. Saying you were young uh, when you started yeah. off. And so, too. Yeah. And I had, um, you know, it was, it was, I mean, so I'm just curious, like, how do you, cause you have to, you still have to be the adult. Yeah. Right. And you're saying, you know, like the, you got teachers even saying you're uh -huh. a kid. Yeah. So how do you, 
how do you deal with those lines of separation like to make sure that you're you're you you stay the adult in the classroom you stay the the sort of the, the source of authority um well i established that from day one i'm yeah. like i know i'm young uh-huh. but i am i'm a teacher i'm a real teacher right i'm an adult in this classroom and you have to, you know, respect me as such. I'm giving you that respect. I need that respect back from you. Um, I have dealt with those some kids try and get. I mm. mean, a, a boy asked me to homecoming. Right. And I was like, I'm sure. <laughs> Sir, I'm grown. You're 14. Right. There are plenty other yeah. of people that you could ask. Thank you. That's Go why, sit down. That's why I commend you because for that reason alone, I'd be like, let's start with the little baby. And that's let's what start with the five-year-old. <laughs> then when I get 40, yeah. then we can transition yeah. it, It's a different dynamic yeah. as, as a young high school teacher. And I, mm-hmm. I taught, I had juniors and seniors, you know, so um, it, it was it was interesting. I mean, you know, but it, again, uh, it, uh, very rewarding. Yeah. But there are times when you have to sort of you know, remind, you know, folks and let, let hey, there is that line of separation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that that's good to hear that you you kind of started with that. Yeah. You're carrying that through. Yeah. And, and I would think not just the kids, but parents too. Because uh, yeah. I'm yeah. sure they probably look at you like, right. don't tell me about such and such. And you're like, no, ma'am. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I am. <laughs> I, I will never forget open house. I'm standing inside of my classroom and it was just funny to see like the parents walk in, look around the room and walk back out like, oh, there's no teacher in there. And I'm like, no, I'm right here. <laughs> like I'm I'm the teacher. And they're like, you're the teacher? Yes. Yes, ma'am. I just graduated from Ohio State. But yes, I am a teacher. Yeah. I'm, you know, I went here a couple years ago. You might recognize me. And then they're like, oh, wow. Okay. Nice to meet you. I'm like, yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm the teacher. I know I look young and I do appear as if I could I could blend in with the kids mm-hmm. I stay away from wearing black and khaki on purpose right, right, right. <laughs> that's what I was gonna wonder that at least you have that line of separation yeah there where you can you can dress out of dress code yep. right okay so you know best advice that you that you got as you think through I mean you're you're over halfway done with your mm-hmm. first year as a teacher you know what would you say um has been the best advice you've received um Honestly, is to be me. I think that's the best re- advice I've received. And I've received that from a lot of people. Um, you know, follow the rules, but still be who you are. Be true to who you are. Make sure that your teaching is true to that. So I try to do that. I don't try and, you know, if there's visitors in the building, I'm not going to act a certain way. No, we're still going to run things exactly, you know, how they are. I try and make sure my kids know that too, like, we can be us. This is our safe space. This is our classroom. We don't have to, you know, act any other kind of way. But, yeah, I would say that that has been the best advice I've been given is just to be yourself. So I really try and do that. As a district, I know I know I've worked on different initiatives with different departments here, right, doing promotion video work for mm-hmm. them on. We have at Downtown High School um, Teaching Academy. Mm-hmm. How do we get some of our students? <clears throat> yeah. From CCS to be, I know they have interest in what you kind of may know what your interest is going in after mm-hmm. graduation. So you may not say, no, I don't want to be a teacher. But how do we how as a district do we kind of continue that homegrown and like, you know, even how you knew off the bat, yeah. like, I want to be a teacher. So I gravitated towards my teachers. What as a district can we do? Um, I would say. Honestly, I would say the same, continue the same things that kind of happen with me. Like Mm -hmm. once we hear that students are expressing interest in professions, that we try and 
if we can't mentor them, we try and find them those resources so that they can see, you know, get that firsthand experience prior to graduation. So they'll know like, okay, this is what I really want to do. This isn't what I want to do. I mean, I have kids all the time come up like, you should let me teach the class one day. And I'm like, I'm going to hold you to that. (laughs) Don't freak. Like, I'm going to hold you to that. Mm -hmm. You know, if this is really what you want to do, I will, I will make sure that you are on that path. Um, So, yeah. And then, I do think that that would probably be the best way. Just trying to offer the kids those outlets to Mm -hmm. where if you do want to do this here, let us show you the way or let us get you in contact with someone who can show you the way. Yeah. What's the most shocking thing first year? You've gone, we've gone through a lot Mm -hmm. first year. What's the most (laughs) shocking thing you've learned um, as a first, as a teacher, things that you did not know that came with being a teacher? Oh, let me see. This is kind of small. I did not know that Infinite Campus wasn't, like, already kind of set up for you. <laughs> so, like, I went in and I'm like, oh, I have to set up the entire grade book. And, okay. So, I think that was probably one of the first things that had me, like, okay, this is really real. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I'm the teacher now. So, yeah, I would say setting up, like, getting my classroom and stuff together was you know, like Google Classroom, Canvas, getting all of that stuff together was really like, okay, this is the part that they don't talk about. And lesson planning. Mm -hmm. That was, Mm -hmm. at first, that was really rough for me because OSU has this, they have you do these super detailed um, lesson plans, which Mm -hmm. is helpful in Mm -hmm. the long run. But at first I was like, why didn't any teacher tell me about this? Like I've never, and maybe too, because I've had such experienced teachers that they didn't have to go and really look at a lesson plan. Like they knew Mm -hmm. these, these are the learning objectives. These are the standards that align with those. This is what I want you all to take from this lesson. Mm -hmm. So I've been trying to, I'm, I have to remind myself, like, it's just first year. You're going to yeah. get there. But, mm-hmm. yeah, that you're, was one you're, of the Your planning changes. I mean, you, once mm-hmm. you develop the plan, you can just refine it, right? Yep. And then it's, you know, you don't have to always look at mm-hmm. it, right, if you've been doing it three, four, five years. Yep. Uh, so that can be deceptive. I think that's uh, yeah. that's an interesting takeaway. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Nice. Okay. Nice. Yeah. What is, well, I don't know. You probably had a lot of shocking things. What's one of the most shocking things that, Stina has said to you? Oh, mm. I'm trying to think because I don't even want to know. It's a G-rated, po- <laughs> it's a G-rated podcast, Tyler. <laughs> I know. I said that. I, like, I don't even want to know. So I can imagine. <laughs> um, the most shocking, I don't, honestly, because like I said, I talk yeah. to kids so much. Every day I hear things and I'm just like, wow, okay. Um. I mean, this isn't that shocking, but it always does shock me. Like when the kids talk about um, how they're going to like cheat on stuff in other classes. And I'm like, you really just said that like in front of a teacher? Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry. And I'm like, no, you're not. (laughs) Like you just, you Mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I hear so much all day, every day that I wish I could keep count of like, oh my gosh, that was so shocking. But then I think I'm also used to it too, just Mm -hmm. because of... Coming from that school, like, the environment of it, some of the stuff is not so shocking. Mm-hmm. Also, too, because I went, when I was in school, prior to Dr. Walker, it was a, a little wild there. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> I've seen and heard a lot of things. <laughs> so, so um, what would you say, I mean, like I said, you've been doing this for half of a school year, mm-hmm. a little over half a school year, has been the, the biggest lesson for you that you've learned, like, if, like the most significant lesson. 
I would have to say, I think it was really, really, truly learning that all of my kids aren't the same, like even in those classes. So that's something that like every day I have to remind myself, but that initial shock of like, okay, I can't teach all of my classes the same exact way. Like I have to, I literally do every single class. They, I won't say they get a different version of me, but they might hear the lesson differently. I might mm -hmm. teach it differently. We might start out a little differently. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just learning that, you know, I have to be, I have to adapt hmm. a lot. I think that was one of the, yeah, that's been one of my biggest lessons. Like every day is not going to be the same. Every class period, you're going to go through a lot. I mean, the job, you make so many decisions a day just being a teacher. But at the end of the day, it's also rewarding too. Like I go home like, yeah, I can go back to work tomorrow. Like yeah. it's, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I know a couple, what was this thing last week we did a um, our students and our student ambassadors mm -hmm. have a podcast. And so they mm -hmm. wanted to bring on a teacher and they brought on a first year teacher from cause. Okay. And it was so weird. Cause they lead the discussion. Uh -huh. I'm not in, I just sit to the side and let them lead it. And it was so weird. The one thing they brought up. So I want to bring it up to you because they've said it from a student's perspective. They were like, what's with the seating charts? I was so <laughs> confused. I was like, wait, did you just ask a question about seating charts? You're like, no, for real. Why? What's your take on that? Is there a thing with, is that a thing? Yes. And they were like, this is a big thing. And, and they, it was a Northland student, a Whetstone student. And is this a thing at Afrocentric? I'm, I don't know about all classes, but I know in my class I did, well, I started out and I let them sit where they wanted to because mm -hmm. I wanted to get a feel of, okay, who's going to sit with their friends that are super okay. talkative, like, who's going to make the right choice uh, of, some okay, strategy. yeah, like, let me, there. let me sit in the, <laughs> And I always tell them, scholars sit to the front. So who's going to sit in the front? Who wants to, you know, sit and clown with their friends? And then a couple of weeks later, I'm like, okay, boom, assigned seats. Yeah. And then I do some days because they'll ask, like, do we have to sit in our assigned seat or can we sit wherever? Because I'll always change up, like, the setting of my class because I have the rolling desk. So, like, if you walked in my classroom right now, it's a big circle and a small circle inside. So they're like, you know, where do mm -hmm. I sit? And I'm like, you know, just sit wherever. But I always phrase it like sit where you know you're going to be the most successful if you're sitting around your friends and you know today that we are reading out loud and y'all have work to do if you're not if that's not going to work out for you I'm like be responsible like be mature enough to say okay I can't sit by you let yeah. me go sit somewhere else and a lot of times they do especially when I phrase it like that like be mature enough to recognize if you can get your work done sitting right here yeah. and then they're like all right I'm about to come sit by your desk yep best best seat in the classroom, come sit right here. And once they do that, mm -hmm. I see in a lot of improvement in their, you know, in their work. But now some classes, they have seating charts and it's not going to change okay. because mm -hmm. that's just, you know, the classroom climate. Like, okay, y'all have to have seating charts. But I'm not super big on it. I'd much rather sit down so we can get started. Yeah. 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 Was that a new thing to seeing that from that perspective? Because when they said that, I was 
like, how is this a thing? And maybe because when you're a student, you're not thinking in that sense because right. you're not thinking about the teacher, right? Yeah. right? You're thinking as I'm just a kid, I'm doing my work and I'm sitting with my friend. Yep. Was that interest that that perspective interesting for yes. you to be in the actual classroom? Like, oh, I see what my teachers were talking yes. about. Yes, and it literally made me, a lot of times I have flashbacks of me and my classmates <laughs> and I'm like, I'm so sorry that I put my teachers through that. Like, <laughs> even though I wasn't, I wasn't a bad student. I was, you know, I did my work, but I was very talkative. Yeah. I've had that on report cards since kindergarten. <laughs> but it made me realize like, okay, back then I probably should have moved my seat some so that I wouldn't cause these disruptions. So I try and phrase it to them like that too. Like I was once you, I once talked in class, but I did get my work done. But if I could go back, I would not have chosen that seat yeah. like I would have either sat next to the teacher or sat in that front seat in the classroom so it is it is different it's, it's very different being the the teacher versus the student when it comes to like the seating charts because yeah, yeah like you said as students we're just thinking I'm just sitting now I want to sit next to my friend I'm more comfortable here than sitting next to someone who I barely you know talk to but sometimes that is what's needed yeah and for Dr. Walker is Columbus City Schools the only district you've taught in? Yeah. So yeah. as a my whole career, only been longer in, than Keela's been alive. <laughs> <laughs> so having only been in Columbus City Schools, started uh, off as an English teacher. Mm -hmm. This her first year, Columbus City Schools. What advice would you give her? You can look back at the twenty-two Doctor Walker now right. speaking to our twenty-two-year-old or twenty-two, twenty-three-year-old mm -hmm. guest. Mm -hmm. What would you give? Um, that was a great question. That's why. That's why he's the host. <laughs> I'm just the co-host, right? That's what I always say. You know, um, I, you know, a couple of things I, I think come to mind. Um, you know, one thing would be. Um, you know, take one one day at a time, mm -hmm. right? Um, you know, uh, so it's going to be more than a couple, okay? <laughs> um, don't be too hard on yourself. Right? Working on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, uh, take time um, for yourself. Mm -hmm. And the reason I say that is because... Um, and it's clear, right, from us sitting and, and, and talking with Keila that she's she's in this profession because she wants to make a difference uh, and she's, you know, making this investment in young people. Um, but, you know, sometimes you can lose sight of, you know, your own sort of emotional mm -hmm. uh, capacity, right? And so it is very important, um, I think, not just for young teachers, but all teachers, uh, to make sure that you have some healthy spaces where, you know, when you're at home after, mm -hmm. you know, three, four, when you leave the building or on the weekend, what are things that you're doing to replenish uh, your your storehouse? I, I think the last thing I would say um, is um, is to remember that you're you're planting seeds and not every seed, you know, germinates at the same time. Mm -hmm. Uh, you might not even ever see a stalk, anything come up, you know, um, but you're still planting those seeds. Um, and I think, um, you know, one of the things that um, as a young teacher, like, you know, I'm going to change the world, you know, <laughs> and, um, you know, you, you I, I think I didn't realize that 
you know, I wasn't going to be able to reach all my students, you know, despite, um, you know, me doing everything that I thought I could do. And, and over the years, I've have lost students as a teacher. I've, I've, you know, lost students to either violence or, you know, unexpected death, some suicide, um, uh, some murder, unfortunately, yeah. um, you know, poor choices. Uh, so, you know, you don't have that level of control. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I realized over time is that, you know, mm-hmm. my job isn't to um, necessarily, you know, control everything, right? The job of the teacher is to remember that you're continuing to sow those seeds. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it takes time for someone. Some of them you see germinate right away and you see, you know, there's it's instant. Uh, but in other cases, <laughs> it, it takes a while. Um, so... Yeah, that's that's what uh, that was good therapy for me, Tyler. Thank you uh, for that for that moment of self reflection. Well, nice, nice. I thought. I mean, I love the connection. I love the. It's always great when we get Afrocentric in the building. <laughs> and Akila, I'm taking your idea. You don't like to read yet. We may, we may have to work on that. Uh, we just haven't found what you like to read. Yeah. Right. Um, I love that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's something. I believe I heard that at. OSU and uh, I was like, yep, yeah. using that because yeah. a lot of kids, that's the that's the first thing they walk into class. They're like, I don't like to read, I don't like to write. I'm like, we're gonna change that. Yeah. By the end of this this school year, even if you don't like it, you'll be able to tolerate it. Like you'll never walk in English again and say, I don't want to read, I don't want to write. Yeah. So I think sometimes sometimes they get that perspective of oh, this is a lesson thing I got to do and not realizing there is sometimes there's an expression mm-hmm. in that too. There's a way to express yourself. Yep. And it may not just be like you said, um, reading certain historical books and things like that. Yeah. Is it poetry? Is mm-hmm. it something? Do you just like to journal? Is that just a way to just yeah. get it yeah. out on a piece of paper? I, I, I never. My son, you know, when he was in, he didn't like to read when he was like first and second grade. And I'm thinking like, okay, what, what do I do? And we had tried everything. <laughs> Um, and so I just had an idea. He was really into Transformers. And I went out and got this Transformer book. It was at an adult level. Actually, it was in probably the third or fourth grade. And, um, you know, we would just read it. You know, I, I was doing most of the reading, you know, but he liked the subject matter, mm-hmm. right? And and so then after a while, he, you know, I'd have him read just a little bit, you know. And so um, all of a sudden, you know, it just clicked. Yep. And he all of a sudden became this this reader. Um, and so I, that's right. You know, and when you said that it triggered me, you know, I was thinking back at my eight year old son and, you know, trying to figure out how to, how to get him engaged in reading And for him, it was Transformers for somebody else. It would be something else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's awesome. Nice. Yeah. And then what, like you said about the journaling, kids know in my class every day, as soon as you walk in, there's a journal to do. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times the prompts are geared towards them. So it's, yeah. I kind of give them, I like to call my class an excuse free zone. Yeah. There's no reason why you can't we have a write. Lot of similarities, you're writing Kayla. about yourself. <laughs> like, yeah. I used to, no, I used to do, um, I called it, um, it was a music journal. Like, so kids would come in. And um, I would put on all sorts of different type of music. So yeah. sometimes they'd come in and I'd put on jazz or I'd put on Bach or I'd have, you know, a, a variety of different mm-hmm. stuff. And I'd say, you know, I don't care what you write, but you have to write for like two minutes or whatever, yep. or whatever it was. It just to get them into the flow. Of, and, it, and it made a difference, yeah. you know. And after a while, if I, if I forgot, they'd be like, oh, we didn't do our music journal today. First, they'd be like, oh, we got to write, you know. But finding those ways, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I love that, that you're doing that. Yeah, yeah. and I've even had... 
I think um, something that made me say, like, I'm going to really continue to do this. Some of the kids, the things that they would write to me in those journals, not only did it help me learn, like, a lot about them, but it, you know, it would change my perspective on certain things that maybe I was doing in the classroom or... And it really just gave me an insight into some of their lives. Like, I had a student who told me, your journal, when I write in your journal, that's one of the only times that I get to express myself. Like, I don't really talk at home. Yeah, I have friends, but I don't get to talk to them. Like, us having this conversation right now and me writing in my in your journal, that's yeah. my expression time. And I was like, wow, I can actually see that. I mean, this boy, he would write, he would fill the page up no matter what the prompt was. Even if I just said... I just need a couple sentences. No, he he's writing. And I, I will always wonder, like, why is it taking him so, you know, why is it taking him so long? But to read his journal and to see, like, he was actually, that was his way of expression. I'm like, yeah, I have to continue this. Even if, you know, it, I don't get that from every student, just to know that from that one student, I was able to connect with him and he was able to use his journal as a safe space. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's, that's enough for me. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining us thank you on for this having podcast. Me. This has been a great episode. I every single episode, I gotta say, Dr. Walker, I love the people you're choosing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I knew I knew Keila would be a, a great one for us. And Tyler, as always, thank you for uh, expertly leading us through the dialogue. <laughs> and uh, Keila, appreciate you. Yeah, thank uh, you for having me. Continue to make those investments, and uh, I really am. Uh, super excited. That's one of my my best last decisions, right? <laughs> I, I hired Keila Brewster. Yep. Uh, and so I can go out on a high note. Nice. Uh, so. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Columbus City School family, hope you enjoyed another edition of Teacher Chat. We will see you guys and talk to you next time. Bye now. Bye.